0: Hello, all. Welcome to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. I'm Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe, and we're here every Thursday talking to you about okay, business, entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship.
1: Sorry. <laughs> Go for oh, it. Well, you're fine. We'll start over because I. Wait, what happened? Making, no. Um, yeah. It's just background noise. So we will we'll start from this piece. Great. Right.
0: Welcome to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I'm Chris O'Keefe, and we're here weekly speaking to you about entrepreneurship, business, balance, and so many other things. Um, and this week, we're going to talk about something I'm really, really excited to talk about, which is niches, or what's the other w- way that people say it?
1: People, well, I won't niche, do that, but it's niche. Niche, niche, but it's not, it's like niche. Niche,
0: yes. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that. I mean, I guess like I guess it doesn't matter either way, but... I say niche, and I feel like it's uh, you know, it's such like a buzzword slash hot topic. I feel like a lot of people don't really know exactly what it is and yes, what it's about. I feel like it's such a broad uh,
1: topic where it's one of those business words, but if you yeah. didn't have entrepreneur 909 <laughs> like written all, you know what I mean, like in the past 10, 15 years, yeah, you don't know what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, so basically the official definition of it is is that it's a specialized segment of the market for a particular kind of product or service. Um, but the way that I always explain it is, it's a very, very, very specific target market or market or target demographic, like your people that like th- this is exactly who you should be selling to. Um, so that looks so different for everybody. But for example, if you are, let's say, a website builder. And you start out and you're building websites for everybody. And then you start building websites only for people that are book authors. Or if you're a photographer and you specifically work with people that have uh, maybe just got engaged. They live in like the New York area. um, And typically they happen to be like business professionals that would maybe like work in downtown Manhattan. Like you want to get specific. And get down to, you know, the nitty gritty. They should call it the nitty gritty. That would be better than niche. Everybody knows I, I feel like everyone would be
1: so offended by that, but I would love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so your niche looks different for every business. Um, it's not going to be the same, like, from business to business. So kind of getting into, like, what is the benefit of niching down? I think one of the biggest things is that, like, you know exactly who your people are um, and you know like how to market to them specifically. Um, So if you're just kind of like marketing to everyone and just throwing things at the wall, you're not really necessarily going to address like the audience that you need to be addressing. You know what I mean? Um, So I think like, you know, with real estate, this is definitely something that we see that it's like, you know, We're not going to be the right fit for every single buyer and every single seller. I'd rather get in front of the buyers and the sellers who I know are going to be the right fit for us. There are a lot of people that we meet and immediately I'm like, this is somebody who we're going to sell a house to. You know what I mean? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. "You know, I want to spend my time in front of those people. I don't want to just be in front of all people because why am I paying to market to somebody who isn't going to be like the person who... Is going to end up working with me right so it's it is it's it's finding your target market but it's really getting really 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 specific
1: yeah and i think particularly why you would want to do this versus kind of the traditional approach of like cast a wider
0: net is
1: because of a the things you talked about like it's you are more likely to sell close to sale (laughs) to someone who is similar to your within that target market that you have more expertise in so you can typically answer those difficult questions with ease and not really be so broad that people bring up things that you have no expertise about you're just kind of a generalist which works for a lot of people in certain industries but there's definitely benefits of having this specialized component to your business where you can really reach this demographic of people that you you really do want to reach like they're kind of like you get excited about it and what i tend to find sometimes when it's too broad is that you get a kind of a group in anything and it's like you're not as interested mm-hmm. in doing this thing because it's not what you wanted to do. And you should have specifically kind of set better parameters to catch what you needed. And also with pricing, it's a little bit easier to be more accurate based on what you need because most of the people need some of the mm-hmm. same services a lot of the time. And so you can really hit the mark that's working well so that you can make a profit and not just throwing darts at the board. And then you sort of lose money on this client and you make money on that one and then it kind of evens out, but then it doesn't. So it's just better for your financial forecasting, it's a little bit better for your ease of mind. And it's a lot easier to stand out in a kind of a smaller marketplace as well, as long as you have the thing, you know what I mean? Like if you set yourself up for success, you can really stand out amongst your competitors versus when it's a bigger net. There are way more people and it's very hard to stand out in that aspect.
0: Yeah, I think pricing is such a huge part of it because if you know like your market really well, you know exactly what your niche is. You know what people are going to pay. Yeah. like that's the difference between like casting a super wide like Walmart, right? They cast right. like a super wide net. We're like, hey, we just want anyone to come here. Like, and you'll see all different types of people in Walmart. We're trying to get anybody in through the doors, and we are trying to sell them any and everything. We do not care. Like, let's just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And that's. You know, it works for Walmart, but unless you have that sort of money and you started that business a bajillion years ago, it's probably not not going to work as well. Say like (laughs) right now, yeah. If you if you're starting right now and you open up like a special specialty boutique, and like for example, we have one here in um, Orlando that just does like gentleman wear, and they focus just on like dressing. A really specific type of masculine person like a very very specific type of masculine mm-hmm. person and they know exactly who that person is to the point where they've marketed to me for john right because they know john's not on the internet as much that's how specific they are that they're like hey you should come to our shop because i bet your husband will like this, and he's not on the internet that much. And it's like that's very, 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 very specific marketing, and they're correct because he does like the stuff in that store. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like that's that's just like really knowing your market super well, and a place like that can charge a little more um or you know whatever it is for their area uh because like there are people that are going to care more about say oh I want to go to this place and I want the shopping experience to be easy I'm overwhelmed by Walmart Walmart is too much for me I want to go in and I want there to be a small selection of just the type of clothes that I like or just the type of items that I like I think about good crowd like if you are shopping for a gift and you're like no Walmart's going to be overwhelming Maybe even Target will be overwhelming to you. You want to go to a place where there's going to be stuff that's hand selected and very, like for a very specific type of gift giver. And it's all going to be in one little shop and you don't have to go out of your way to find it. You're probably going to be willing to pay a few bucks more per item for that sort of shopping experience, right? So it's really like knowing your audience enough to create something specific like that for that particular type of person. And there's going to be a lot of people that won't enjoy walking through the door, right? They're going to be like, why would I come here when I can go to Walmart and have everything in the world there? Uh, And that's fine because that's not your – your target client like you can't have every client and customer in the world you just can't do it because you don't have enough time in the day there are 24 hours in a day you should only be working like eight of them maybe less <laughs> i i less if you can i i'm all for that um i know some of you are working 12 of them i know some of you are working 10 of them i know some of you are working call me on these them.
1: streets thanks
0: <laughs> i know i know you guys are doing it I would love if you would do eight or less. That that would be my choice. But so I'm saying like you're just not going to have enough time no matter how much you're working to work with everyone. So the way I look at it is if like if you're shooting weddings, right, if you're doing websites, if you're, you know, working one on one as a branding coach with people, how many clients do you need? Do you need every person? Do you need every person to see you or do you need to work with, let's say, 27 people for the year? You know what I mean? Like find out what that number is and then say, how do I get in front of these 30 people that I, that are actually going to book me that I actually want to work with and that I can actually serve? Because you can't, not every single person is going to be your client. So why do you need to be seen in front of everybody? And I think social media really like has messed this up in people's minds because they're like, oh, well, if you know, a thousand people didn't see my post and like my post, then it's not seen enough people or whatever that number is, you know, to you. And the thing is, is like, what does it matter if they saw your post or not, if they're not going to be booking you?
1: Exactly. Yeah. That, you know, it's,
0: it's, it's like, it does so not important. translate always. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the thing that sticks out for me, especially when it's service providers, in particular, when you offer a specific service is that, you, and going back a little bit to the pricing, but also how you make yourself stand out and how you can do more for less is that it. no two things, number one in service providing is the same, but when they're very different things, you know what I mean? Like it, like creating a website is not just creating a website. You can never say any two websites are the same. And if they are, you, you're you doing like, you're just mass producing and making, putting copy, it's fine. Do that, but people typically create very different experiences for de- different industries, different companies, different clients. And you cannot put in the same mm-hmm. amount of work in a farming website as you would do for a fashion designer So There's a very different situations. You do very different work. And so when you mm-hmm. don't have your specific industry or idea of what you're going to be doing kind of nailed down in particular, now you're just running up and down and your inventory list is like all over the place and you just have no idea how long it takes you to do anything. You, you really don't know yourself as a business and you cannot market efficiently like charisma said with this store that knows that like the people john's age are not on the internet let's target their wives with ads for clothing that looks like them. them
0: it's so accurate and it's funny too because i had gone this is how specific they are i had gone to a store that was like on the same street as yeah. the store. And I probably like posted about it. So they were like, oh, she shops in this area. She just hasn't come to this store. And like I'm sure that like it's not hard to figure out who I'm married to on the internet, you know? And so they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna target her. I was like, that is some good marketing. I'm creeped out, but I'm also Yeah. Impressed. Well and it's because you typically buy gifts or you buy a lot of things for John. So what happens in
1: the, in the advertising space is that they see through your cookies or whatever it is, like if you connect to the Wi-Fi, whatever, they see that you typically visit this XYZ. So most of your recommendations on the internet are not specifically to target you. It's to target you, like your friends or the people who are closest to you, because that's typically what you mostly browse for the most. Like it's not like they're going into your Cookies and being like, oh, this is okay. Harry Potter stuff. I gotta send it to you. It's simply because people who are around you, John, is looking at Harry Potter stuff for you, and that is why you get yep. Harry Potter ads. At advice, you know. So that's what it, it. Which is a lot to explain to people because it does sound like like it hears you talking, and then things pop up, which I totally have had happen. But that experience and having good marketing comes from knowing your clientele again and knowing that. Me directly marketing online to this person is not going to work. I need to get the people around them. I need to get to their parents. Like I'm sure if his mom walked that same street and did the same thing, she would also get that same ad.
0: Probably not, but yes. Yeah, I mean, no, she she, <laughs> she, would, she would she would ignore she, it, but she would, but not she would buy get things, it. She wouldn't like buy anything, it. but she
1: would get it. She'd probably get the same ad, but she wouldn't pay attention to it. She'd be like, "Okay, that was great."
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I feel like she does not get ads because she's not an internet person. But my mom would get the ad. And then my mom would send me the ad for something that would be like, like for a place that I just shop for. Like, that's a, a thing my mom does a lot. It's something that I've like interacted with, like, and not that long ago. My mom will like screenshot and send it to me and be like, this thing that no one knows about and only I know about. Did you see it? And I'm like, yes, yes. yes I know about I had a <laughs> um, so it. Here's the receipt. Yeah, it's very specific. Because it'll, it'll be like stuff that, like, you know, my brothers and I specifically know about, and they'll market that stuff to my mom, which is really funny. And, and, you know, obviously my brothers and I are very all like, we're, we're children of the internet, you know? So like, we're not like hiding, like, like the store knows because I was like, Hey, look at me at this other store. And then I posted it, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's very clear, you know what I'm doing. It's not just my Google home listening to me, which I'm sure it's that a little bit too. (laughs) Um, but yeah, one of the things I love about niching down is that it really helps you like to be able to create systems that are very specific to like your client or your customer and like what they need, um, rather than just kind of doing something like extremely general. So when you first get started on something, like when I was first making candles, it was like, I'm just going to make a very basic candle that works for everybody, you know, cause I don't really know what I'm doing now. I'm just learning. But then as time goes on, you're like, oh, I want something more refined. I want glass. I don't want to work with tin. I want my label to, you know, be this size. I want to use um, like these sort of scents because this is really like what my customer base is very into, you know, and you start to like refine all those things to go towards a very, very specific direction. And there's definitely like, you know, a lot of people that are not, going to buy my candles because they're gonna say they're really expensive um that they're very Which minimalist crazy because where um, are they
1: getting candles at that are cheaper than this they should not have those in their homes like it's straight up as dangerous i know but
0: that's, <laughs> yeah that's i mean when when people go to like big box stores or whatever um but yeah they'll say they're they're too expensive they have like such a like a minimalist design and maybe they want something that's maximalist that's loud that's bright whatever um and so yeah there's people that or maybe they don't want a scent or maybe they want a color because some people like candles that have a color I personally just don't like the look and that's why I don't do it people have been like can you do it yeah I can do it I've done it a lot of times actually for people who've requested it I hate it I don't I don't enjoy the look of it and it's I don't like it so I've decided I wasn't going to do candles that have color. I prefer like a white or a tan like yeah. linen type style looking like, candle. that I just like that. I like a minim- minimalist style. So it's going to work for people who like that. And the people that – it's like the girls that get it get it and the girls that don't don't. It's like that, you know. And that's fine. And there are going to be people that are like, oh, I want something that is like a red candle that's in the shape of – you know, uh, like the, a fee- the female form and just yeah, pregnant yeah. and yep, yep, you know, yep. they're going to want all that. And it's like, that's great. And do that. You know, like there's, there's people that sell that, um, there's people that sell the boob candles They're just people's boobs. And I'm like the, you know, if you want some blue boob candles, I think that's wonderful. I don't offer them, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing is like the per- the same person who wants my candle is probably not going to want those and vice versa. They're going to look at my candles and be like, that is boring. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Like it's, you have to be able to accept that you're not going to be for everyone and you shouldn't be because at the end of the day, if tomorrow, like every person in America bought a candle from me, I would explode. Because I would not be able to keep up with that amount of business. So I would just explode in and just like, you know, float off into the sunset. Cause I would be like, I don't know what to do. Cause I couldn't float handle that amount of business. So, I <laughs> like I would not even try. I'd be like, Oh, how many people are in this country? That's how many orders I have one billion orders or whatever. Bye. I know we don't have that. But yeah, it's I'd be like Buy. I can't do it. I can't, fill. cannot fill the order. So, you know, you want to be in front of the people that are your people that are going to be like, if I, if I hit my target demographic from the get go, they're going to buy again. So it's, you know, you, you got the people that you want, you deliver the service or product in the way that they wanted and and it's you know everything hits everything's fantastic and then they're going to be like oh let me work with you again let me buy from you again you know you're just making things that much easier for yourself whereas if you're trying to force yourself to everybody you're going to sometimes maybe get someone to buy from you or to work with you or whatever it's probably not going to be as great of an experience if it's a client and you're working with them and if it's a customer you know they just might not be a repeat because they they might just be like well this isn't really for me. Um so rather go after the person that you want from the get go. Um but yeah, also it allows you to create just systems that are just going to make your life easier and make your product your productivity better and all of that sort of stuff and it lets you know like where to go above and beyond because you know your type of client. There's something that a wedding photographer used to do that I loved. So they they um, were called Concept Photography. I think they still operate in the Central Florida area. And they, at the time, were considered very, very pricey for the market. So think back like a bajillion years ago when photographers were charging between like, let's say, 1000 to 2000 for a wedding. They were charging like 6000 and up. Um, and so I don't know what their pricing is at now. But again, they were charging typically about four times what the market norm was. And they were like, this is what we charge. We only do, like I think at the time they only did like 20 weddings a year or something. They were like, we do not do more than 20 weddings a year ever. Like people book out years in advance and you get one of those 20 slots and that's it. And even from the 20 slots, I'm sure they selected what they really wanted to do, because for them they wanted to travel for a certain number of them, they wanted them to be in a certain aesthetic, and so on and so forth. Um, so, because they knew that their their um, target was this like very high end and like somebody who was going to have a very extra over the top wedding, right? Where they're sitting here spending sometimes eleven thousand dollars just on the photography, so they know they're going all out. So they would do these things where they would. Um, take photos during the ceremony and then they'd have an assistant run off and do a soft edit on all the photos and put together a slideshow that they would show during the cocktail hour. So you haven't even like announced the bride and groom into the reception yet and you are already looking at photos. And before the bride and groom would be announced, they would show like that final ceremony photo of the the first kiss of the ceremony you just watched. And people would be like wowed by it because they're like, holy crap, this just happened. You know what I mean? And yet you have this slideshow like already done, already ready. Now that's a lot of work for somebody who is just working a typical wedding. But when it's a luxury service like this, they know, okay, that's going to be a part of my system. That's going to be a part of one of the extras of what we do and what we can do because A, we're being paid enough to hire an extra assistant to be able to do it. So we still have two shooters during the main day. Um, And then Like B, it's just like kind of built into our pricing at that point. And that's something that if you're at a wedding and you also want to have a very, very extra wedding one day, you see something like that, that could sell you right there and boom, you've just booked another client, you know? So knowing the very, very specifics of what your person will want, because there's a lot of people that will hear that and be like, wow, that's very bougie and that's very extra and that's not for me. And that's fine. You know, because again, they only need those twenty people a year that it's for them.
1: Exactly, they're not having to fish and find out well, who these people are. They already know because they set the parameters up early. Um, so yeah, I think there's plenty of reasons to to niche down in both ways as a product owner as well. I think like Karisma talked about with the examples with her candles, in particular like do what you love find the right people. I feel like
0: all artists like if you're like an illustration type artist you automatically niche because you have such a specific yes. look you know what I mean yes
1: like exactly. your look is
0: so specific Aaliyah Salmon who we've had on the podcast it's so specific like you guys like have such an identity with your work so it's like someone either loves it or they don't you know but it's very very specific So some things to
1: ask yourself while you're in this process, if this is a brand new concept to you and we're blowing your mind, we come with like Charisma has put together a list of things that you can ask yourself so you're not stressed out about this mind blowing information if this is brand new to you, because it is a lot if you really think about it, especially if you aren't taught that way or you're kind of going through the grass on your own. A couple of things to think about is A, who do you want to serve? And then B, again, what problems are you looking to solve? And that starts to really create your, get your gears going and kind of create the narrative that you need to do. And you probably have done this kind of work already when you started your business early on, but this really allows you to go back to that question now now that you're kind of in the weeds and see what that is and what that looks like for you.
0: And yeah, and don't be afraid to get specific because it's when it's like, who do I want to serve? It's like, you know, a lot of people will be like, well, I want to serve people who I can make happy customers. It's like, yes, but like, get specific. Like, do you want to serve? But like, Disney is the happiest place on
1: earth, and not everybody likes going there, so that doesn't
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, even Disney, who makes, like, Disney has millions of visitors, like, they have, like, they're packed all the time, and yet there's plenty of people that are like, I am not into it. And you know what? I'm sure that Disney is like, they want to serve people who are the type of people who like are into that magic, who can see the same show over and over again and feel that little like flutter within them that's like, ooh, this is so magical, you know, that are gonna feel like this is magic, even if they've been on a ride like a million times. You know, that's who their like ideal is because that person's gonna come back again and again. They're gonna teach their kids or their friends or their family or their spouse or whoever about the magic and and pull other people into you know what is basically the Disney cult, which you know I can say that I'm a part of it. <laughs> um, but it's like there's other people that are gonna go and be like, "Why am I watching fireworks with thousands of other people? This is terrible. I want to leave." You know what I mean? So it's like they know who to market to, and they fully market on like a magical experience more than anything else. Um, but yeah, ask yourself, get specific, and like who you want to serve, like not just is it men or is it women, but like. What is the age range? Like, where do they live? Because what the way that like? you market what other to somebody- brands
1: do they like? <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, the way that you market somebody in Florida is pretty different, I think, than often how you're going to market to somebody who's in, you know, Ohio or New York or LA. You know, there's a lot of different lifestyles and things going on there. Um, you want to ask yourself, like, what's their education level? What are their hobbies? Like, what are they into? Like, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So get very specific in who you want to serve and what problems you want to solve for them. Um, another question that you can ask yourself, and again, you can just Straight up, ask yourself these out loud. You can journal on them. You can talk them over with a friend. Whatever feel like whatever feels right for you. But another thing to ask yourself is what parts of your business bring you good energy, and which parts like suck away your energy or take your energy away. Um, so I think that there's you know there's all things that we love to do, types of people we love to work with, things where we're like, oh, this is making me feel great. I love this about my job. I'm so thankful that this is the work I do. And then there's things that it's like oh, that was horrific. I don't want to be doing that again. You know, I'm not interested in it. It was terrible. It was just drained all my energy away. So start like taking note of those things because a lot of times the best ways, the best way to like narrow down your niche is often to kind of start working in general, right? And then just getting more specific as time goes on. As time goes on, you'll often find like, wow, I'm actually really good at working with this type of person in this type of situation. Um, so just kind of monitoring your energy is a good way to start figuring that out. Yeah, I think most people,
1: it's so funny go through life without doing that. And that's such a, it's unique, I think, to certain people and people who are usually high sensitive people or uh, empaths or so to speak, kind of do that work all the time before you're kind of neurotypical everyday type of human who doesn't really... Feel a certain way, they just kind of go with the vibes. Like you're with your, family, especially when you're young, you're like, I'm, I'm energetic, I'm good, I'm just gonna keep going, um, and you don't know so much about your body and why you react to it. But if you really sit down, especially as an entrepreneur, and start to listen, and I think maybe that's kind of some of the benefits of journaling is that you kind of start to record the things that you can go back and kind of read about and see where you were and where you felt after certain interactions, or even one thing that really helpful in entrepreneur space. If you're not into journaling as like it's a woo thing for you. Having a good CRM system and then recording down the interactions you have with clients in your meetings and writing that stuff down, you can start to see what gives you good vibes and what gives you bad vibes. Because sometimes you're so in the weeds, you don't know and you don't have time to really reflect on it. But if you start to document it and kind of rate your customer experiences at the end of each project you will start to see very quickly like what was good what wasn't and then that gives you the ability to start to weed that bad negative energy out even if it's so like i make so much money this is so great when you're burnt out, <laughs> you can't make mm-hmm. money anymore. So it's it's not even worth it. It's, I get it. I totally understand there are certain things that you don't do anymore. I, don't, I would never do again that were very like, hey, these made the big bucks, so to speak, or whatever at that time. And just going through the motions, it was like, oh, this is bad vibes. These people are bad vibes. This client is a bad vibe. I'm not going to do that anymore. Actually, I'm going to preserve my sanity and my ability to work. So, I'm not completely burnt out and like unable to do my business. That's not the goal. The goal is for you to be able to do it, enjoy yourself, and make money because, of course, we have to. We're in a capitalist society. I get it. But by writing these interactions down in a way that works for you, whether that's through journaling or if you're not a journal person, like I said, get a good CRM system, you will start to be able to do that reflection work and make better choices for yourself.
0: Yeah, and I think like if you if you're like oh my gosh I don't like to journal or whatever it's like like you said with just having like CRM system or something or just having a list like a checklist you know so like with each person you can kind of go through you can just write out a checklist you know and just either keep rewriting the same thing or print it out whatever and just kind of go through and be like that way you can just kind of monitor how it was and just kind of review it because it really does make a difference over time. And it helps you to just kind of start navigating towards the type of person that you want to work with. Um, And what's funny is like, when it comes to energy, even though I do different things, I try to actually attract the same type of person energy wise, in everything that I do just about um, just because I know I'm going to really vibe with that type of person. Um, And as far as like who I work with, even like outside of like my my clients and my customers, I try to work with, there's like three like archetypes I would say that mm-hmm. I try to work with as far as personality because I know myself, I know my strengths and my weaknesses, and I know who I'm going to work well with as well. So just kind of paying attention to those things in entrepreneurship can really set you ahead. Um, the third thing that I would say to ask yourself is, is this opportunity in alignment with my values? Um, typically, you know, we've we've talked about values on here already and how to set them. We've actually had interviews with other people and and talked about how they set their values and stuff. So you guys can go back and listen to those. Just search uh, values on the website. Um, But yeah, if you are working in alignment with your values and you can say that an entire interaction with a customer or client aligned with your values from beginning to end, then there's a good chance that that person has a lot of qualities that are in your target niche. So start paying attention when you are feeling fully in alignment with those values. You're exactly where you need to be and you're with the type of people that you need to be with.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I definitely think this is kind of what i set up to do very early on and i think that's helped with the longevity is having just very particular things that i will will not do and not that i am a puritan by any way or not that i would not do typically rooted in religious aspect things but just things that again don't pass the vibe check so it ain't gonna pass my vibe check i ain't doing it or if i don't want my name attached to somebody. Like some people who are in office in this state, I would never do like, if they were like, can you build a website for this person? I'd be absolutely not. Like they can go find someone else. There's another probably a daughter of the confederacy that can (laughs) build a website for you. You know what I mean? Like you find your vibe, figure it out, get into it early, definitely recommend having that set of things that you just will always say no to and stick to it because If you say yes and you start to slide, and I understand when you're in a financial situation, it's hard sometimes when you're really struggling. It never works out. It never is good vibes. It's always a a pain in the butt. You always lose money. It's never valuable. So just stick to your gun. stick to your intuition. And make it part of your business core. Like, have a core value statement that fits and feels good with you. And that's how you start to niche yourself. That's, like, part of that process is that I, XYZ, we... Want to collect with women of color across the globe to give them opportunities to build their own businesses through this you know whatever we do find that thing that works for you and it does make a big difference
0: yeah and i can definitely say like i learned the hard way um about like not working outside you know your target niche and like niching down and whatnot and It is 100% everything you just said, so true. Like, it is not worth it when you're working with people that, you know, bring a lot of negative energy to the table and that are not in alignment with your values. Like, it is terrible. Even if it's the most money you've ever made, it's horrible. Um, And it's funny because, like, someone close to me does this all the time and works in situations that they hate. It's not me, you, or John, I'll just say that, or David, Uh, but somebody else who's not not on the podcast and whatever, um, we're not married to, um, somebody else that I'm close to always works in situations that they truly hate their job, truly hate what they're doing. They get paid so much money and they are terribly unhappy, burnt out, stressed out, just all the negative things. And so they're finally walk, le- learning and walking away from those situations, but You know, of course, when you set up a certain lifestyle and whatever, it's like you have to then pay for said lifestyle. So it's like, I get it. But it's like, it's like you have to ask yourself, like, is it worth it to work outside of what is meant for me? Because it it does not make people happy, even when they are rich. Honestly, I've seen it happen a lot. Like I said, happen to people that I know. So please don't step outside of your values. And that's to me, that's like the fastest way to find your niche of people like is just sticking to those values. And you're going to be like, oh. These are my people. This is how I'm, who's, who I'm supposed to work with, who I'm supposed to serve. And when you're around those types of people and when you're you're just like literally with your people, like meeting the type of people you enjoy and like getting to serve those people, you're going to literally love what you do. Like it makes everything that much better because you already love your work, right? Like that's why you chose it. It's something you're good at. It makes you feel good, you know, whatever. But getting to, to do that for people that appreciate it, that appreciate you, that value what you do. I mean, that's a huge part of it. So many people... Work for people, or work with people, or whatever that don't value what they bring to the table. That's a terrible situation to be in. Like you should not be in that situation. People should value you at work. People should value what you do as an entrepreneur, and people should value your skill set, your time, your energy, all of it. So if you're not with people that are doing that, you're not. You you have not niched down to the right group of people. So keep on pushing it down until you you find that right group because it's so worth it when you come out on the other side and you're working with people that you love and that appreciate you.
1: Absolutely. So I definitely recommend you guys going through this exercise. If you have not already, take some time out and figure out what your niche is because it will save you some time and increase your funds. Like it's, we, we like money here. Um, so if you are in the process of doing it or if you've done it recently, feel free to reach out to us on social we would love to hear about your businesses and what niches they are in, and especially if they're very unique. I love to hear about businesses that I've never yes. crossed my path. So definitely reach out. Um, We're on Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast and on Twitter at
0: Heart Hustle Pod. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Toodles.